Managing risk and protecting your profits on a dairy farm isn't always easy, but it's becoming increasingly more important to have a good understanding of milk markets to better protect your profits through more frequent volatile periods. Welcome to the Protecting Your Profits podcast, a brief monthly update where I will take a deeper dive into topics or trends that will help you better understand milk markets and risk management. I'm Zach Myers, Risk Education Manager for the Center for Dairy Excellence. Let's see what's happening this month. Welcome back to the Protecting Your Profits monthly podcast. My name is Kylie, and I'll be your host for today. Thank you, Kylie, for joining me today. Kylie is a senior at Penn State and is the center's intern this summer. Emily is on vacation, who usually conducts the call, and, and this week uh, Kylie is filling in for her and learning how to produce a podcast as part of her internship experience. Welcome, Kylie. I hope you are enjoying your summer with us so far. Thanks, Zach. It's been a blast so far. I'm excited to get things started. National milk production has been growing for several months. Did June follow the same trend? Yes, it did. Milk production has grown year over year every month beginning in June of 2020, so for about 13 months now. June milk production was up nearly 3% after being up 4.7% in May and 3.5% in April. Milk production growth was spurred by increased cow numbers and milk per cow um, uh, in the month of June. June cow numbers were up 153,000 from last June to 9.508 million head, but for the first time in several months was less month over month by about 1,000 head below uh, May's number. Per cow production increased 1.3% to nearly 2,000 pounds per cow, or about 76.5 pounds per day. This is a slower growth rate than May's 3% increase in per cow production. The uh, result of increasing cow numbers and production, of course, resulted in total production of uh, increased, as I mentioned, um, 3% up at 18.955 billion pounds. So I've mentioned in podcasts before that, that year-over-year sales can, in general, keep up with around the 1.5% year-over-year growth. So current, so current milk production increases are, of course, causing inventory concerns and uh, milk price concerns, which we'll, we'll discuss in a, in a minute or two. So based on the last several months, milk production growth does not seem to be showing much sign of slowing down anytime soon. No, that's correct. It doesn't. Most of the growth is coming from the Midwest, California, and Texas. The only northeast state that showed much growth in June was New York, which is up about 3%. That leads me to my next question. What did PEA production do in June? Is production here growing? Production in Pennsylvania is growing on a per cow basis, but this production growth has not been enough to overcome the decrease in, in uh, dairy cow numbers. The average Pennsylvania cow produced a slight five pounds more in June than she did in June 2020. This June, she produced 1,780 pounds of milk in the month, and uh, which is a slight 0.3% increase over last year. This equates to about 0.2 pounds per day increase, or, or uh, about 68.2 pounds per cow. This is about 8.2 pounds less than the national average, or about 214 pounds less per month. Pennsylvania lost 7,000 head of cows, dairy cows, compared to last June, but on the positive side, it was the sixth month in a row that uh, we were able to maintain 475,000 head of dairy cows. 
All this said, Pennsylvania total milk production dropped 1.2% compared to last June to 846 million pounds. Well, it is encouraging that Pennsylvania at the moment is maintaining its herd size and production per cow is increasing a little. Hopefully that trend will continue. With what seems to be a lot of milk out there, what do dairy product inventories look like? Well, as you would expect, all major dairy product inventory categories are increasing. Butter is up 14% to 414 million pounds. Cheese is up only 1% to 1.43 billion pounds. And May non-fat dry milk is up 3% to uh, 348 million pounds. June inventories for non-fat dry milk will be announced during the first week of August. So May is the uh, most current numbers we have to date. Uh, So what about dairy product production? Well, June production numbers won't be out until the first week of August, but May dairy product production was up pretty much across the board. Butter production was up 7%, cheese production was up 5%, and nonfat dry milk was up 31%. You've told us that the milk production is increasing, inventories are growing, and product production is increasing. How has that influenced milk prices? Well, Kylie, as you would expect, these factors are putting downward pressure on milk price. As of July 26 closing prices, both the Class 3 and Class 4 milk prices for the next 12 months have decreased relative to the same time last month. Class 3 increases from $16.53 this month to peak at $17.80 in November and then settles in the mid-17s beginning in, in January of 2022. The Class 3 average of $17.30 for the next 12 months is down $0.47 on average from the end of June. And then on the flip side, Class 4 decreases from $15.96 in July to $15.55 in September, but then climbs steadily to around $17 by next spring. The Class 4 average is $16.35 a hundredweight, which is $0.81 less on average, than uh, the same time period in June. But given this, there are a couple of positives with the convergence of Class 3 and Class 4 prices into a more normal range. The producer price differentials in Federal Order 1 and Federal Order 33 that cover Pennsylvania turned positive in June at uh, $1.29 and uh, uh, plus 60 cents, uh, respectively. And although down, Class 3 and Class 4 are still above the current five-year average. Class 3 is still 80 cents above the five-year average of 16.50, and Class 4 is $1.60 more than the average of 14.75. That is a couple of positive notes. Let's move to exports. I know that you said that exports have done really well lately. Has that trend continued? Well, Kylie, it, sh- it certainly has. Export numbers are a month behind most of the other USDA numbers, so May numbers are the most current data. Export volume in April set a record volume because cheese exports grew tremendously. However, May exports did not set a record, but it came in as a close second, and this was um, was mainly driven by increased in ingredients, powder ingredients. May cheese exports actually declined, declined slightly in May, but nearly every major powder product category experienced growth. And again, as I said, nonfat dry milk and skim milk powder have, have sort of led the way in this. 
Non-fat dry milk and skim milk powder shipments totaled nearly 89,000 metric tons, which is a 12% increase over last May, and was the most ever shipped in a single month. The increase in powder shipments this May was enough to offset the cheese decline. May exports grew by 13% to over 217,000 metric tons and was valued at just under $690 million, which is an 18% increase in value compared to last May. So one thing to remember uh, uh, in the U.S. metric tons is, is equivalent to 1,000 kilograms, and, and a lot of times we think more about uh, in terms of our standard ton of 2,000 pounds. But a metric ton is, a, is roughly equivalent to 2,200 pounds. So uh, uh, really a tr this 217,000 metric, metric tons is really quite an achievement. And uh, as I said, the second uh, most volume ever recorded. Thanks, Zach. That covers the current markets fairly well. I know you usually provide a dairy margin coverage update. What do you have to report this month? Well, unfortunately, we won't know the June DMC margin for a couple more days, Kylie, but I can report that May margin was announced at $6.89 a hundredweight. This equates to a $2.61 per hundredweight indemnity payment for May production history at the maximum 950 margin coverage. This is about $1,950 per 1 million pounds of production history up to the 5 million per, uh, pound cap. Annually, this equates to a total net payment of about $10,340 per 1 million pounds of production so far this year, or a net benefit of uh, $0.94 cents, uh, for the uh, 2021 program year so far. I've mentioned the declining milk prices already, but feed costs continue to increase, with the DMC feed costs for the rest of the year projected to average around $11.82 per hundredweight. At the 950 margin, this provides a DMC U.S. all-milk price trigger of $21.32 per hundredweight. So I suspect the DMC margin in June will trigger an indemnity payment and is likely to trigger future indemnity payments in the months to come unless milk, try, milk price jumps significantly or, or feed prices drop significantly. So what about the Dairy Revenue Protection Program? Is it still providing decent price scores? Yes, it is. However, uh, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, volatility uh, drives the uh, uh, price, and of course, that makes the DRP prices are still are, are high relative to maybe what we would like to see them. But uh, the 100% Class 3, 95% price protected floors can be set averaging about $16.73 for the next five quarters, so the fourth quarter 2021 to fourth quarter 2022, which are the policies available right now through dairy revenue protection. And these uh, price, this on average uh, will cost about 35 cents a hundredweight. For class four, a 100% class four 95 price protected floor for the next five quarters can be set averaging about $16.02 per hundredweight for an average price of 31 cents per hundredweight. Remember, if trading on the CME or with your co-op or a contract with your co-op, these premiums would be nearly doubled because you can't take advantage of the premium subsidy available in the DRP program. Remember the five-year average I mentioned just a couple minutes ago. Class three average averaged 16.50 and class four averaged 14.75. These are both below what you can currently set 
price fours for, especially the class four price. In my opinion, it is still worth at least talking to a DRP insurance provider to discuss your options through the program, even though premiums are higher than perhaps they would be in a less volatile market. Well, Kylie, I believe that is all I have for this month. Uh, thank you for filling in for Emily this month, and I certainly hope you've enjoyed your time with us this summer. <laughs>